Hi, and welcome to Experience Points by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. I'm your host, Dave Eng, from Games-Based Learning by University XP. Find out more at universityxp.com. Here's a question that never comes up in my presentations. What makes games so appealing? Usually people already know the answer, so they don't ask the question. Lots of people have different reasons why they play games, because they like the characters or the story, because they want to escape from their everyday lives, or even if it's just for a few minutes. Some like the challenge that games provide, while other people like socializing around games. But another reason that makes games so appealing, it's because they are constantly changing. Games have come a long way. They arose from the ground to the mantle and eventually to the table. They evolved from bits of stone and wood to carved pieces, tiles, and hexagons. Now they exist on multiple devices, everything from computers and consoles to smartphones and tablets. Games open up lots of discussion points. I speak about how people play them, how users consume them, how designers create them, and how history remembers them. Sid Meier once said that a game is a series of interesting choices. That has been my experience with games. In fact, you might have created a broken game if one choice is consistently better than the others. If that is the case, then why make any other choice? And if you can't make any other choices, then why offer any choices at all? Of course, there are many thousands of games for individuals to play and enjoy. Playing games are how we primarily interact with them, but not all games are for all people. I remember playing tic-tac-toe as a kid. That game was an interesting one for my young mind as I tried to outsmart my family in order to win. But over time, I discovered the pattern and realized that it was no longer a game to me. The choice left was no longer interesting. Have games evolved past the point of pattern recognition to rely on interesting choices once again? Yes and no. Think about Dance Dance Revolution. What are the interesting choices there? There are buttons you must hit and steps you must take, but the game rewards you only making the correct choices at the correct time. So what are the choices here? To step or not to step? On its face, Dance Dance Revolution doesn't appear to offer any interesting choices. You either step or you don't. But the game, the process, is still enjoyable. It would have to be in order for it to be, have been such a popular game. If DDR tells us anything, it's that a game can still be fun even if it appears to lack a series of interesting choices. That game, that interactive experience, still existed. It still captivated and engaged legions of fans. So if game design is only about creating a series of interesting choices, then we might be going down a dark path. Rather, games have changed. Games have evolved by innovating. Designers took something that might have been previously considered dull and made them interesting. New games make these experiences novel again. Take, for example, the series of widely popular simulators, Train Simulator, Truck Simulator, and Flight Simulator. In order for these titles to succeed, they want to be as true to the source material as possible. That is to be as realistic a simulator as possible. But how can these be fun? To others, these games are occupations that one is in order to earn a living. But these games are live examples of innovation. The designers have taken something previously unengaging and turned them into a game. Maybe the most popular example of this is The Sims. In The Sims, you act as an all-knowing and all-seeing being controlling the lives of your individual Sims. How has this become a popular game? Isn't controlling a life what we do every day? So what makes games so appealing? 
Is it because of the choices? Is it because of realistic experiences? Is it because you can become a god over simulations of everyday people? I think that games are so appealing because they continue to innovate and change. Games are as much a reflection of ourselves and our society as any other medium. Games will continue to grow and to adapt. They will change to the different ways we consume content, interface with our world, connect with others, and socialize with our peers. Games have evolved before. They can keep changing. That is what makes games interesting to me. I hope you found this episode useful. If you'd like to learn more about games-based learning, then a great place to start is my blog at universityxp.com blog. You can also get a full transcript of this episode, including links to references in the description or in the show notes. Thanks for joining me. Again, I'm your host, Dave Eng, from Games-Based Learning by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. If you like this episode, please consider commenting, sharing, and subscribing. Subscribing is absolutely free and ensures that you'll get the next episode of Experience Points delivered directly to you. I'd also love it if you took some time to rate the show. I live to lift others with learning, so if you found this episode useful, consider sharing it with someone who could also benefit. Also, make sure to visit UniversityXP online at universityxp.com. UniversityXP is also on Twitter at university underscore XP and on facebook.com slash universityxp. Also, please feel free to email me anytime. My email address is dave at universityxp.com. Game on.